amplify your career through training and development solutions specifically designed for federal government professionals. From courses to help you attain or retain certification, to individualized coaching services, to programs that hone your leadership skills and business acumen, Management Concepts optimizes your professional development. Online, in person, individually, or groups, it's training that's measurably better. Learn more at managementconcepts.com. That's managementconcepts.com. What if you could have a career where the opportunities are as vast as our nation, where it's not about mission statements, but a shared mission? At U.S. Customs and Border Protection, we go beyond to protect more than borders, from ship to shore, air to ground, cities to local communities. CBP agents and officers are keeping people safe. Join U.S. Customs and Border Protection and go beyond for something far greater than yourself. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. Here we are, MLB Strategy Show. Better late than never, thanks to one Dave Lochran and Adam Scher, but we'll be okay with it. It is Thursday, August 6th. I said the date multiple times today now, and I still can't remember it. It's not important. The dates don't matter any longer. All that matters is the MLB Strategy Show. I am Josh Engelman, and I am joined, I think for the first time that we've done a show together, Terry yeah. McBee, Terry McBride, what's going on, man? What's happening, man? Good to join you for the first time. Like you said, this is uh, getting off the ground. Got in front of the uh, wall and showed my uh, ugly mug to the world uh, yesterday <laughs> for the first time. And uh, yeah, they brought me back. So must not have screwed it up too bad. Love it. I love it. I'm excited to talk some baseball. Weird slate today. Uh, five games on the main for FanDuel. Seven on the main for DraftKings. It's all over the place, but we'll break it all down Take a look at yesterday's uh, winning lineups and stacks you needed. Um, we could hit on all sorts of stuff. But before you do anything, hit that thumbs up as you walk in the door. It helps us out a ton. It just helps. Just just do things that help us. It's, it, it's easy. It doesn't cost so you anything. If it costs you a nickel to hit the thumbs up, I would get it. Who wants to spend that nickel? But it doesn't. It's totally free. So hit that. Subscribe to the channel. Hit the notification bell so you know when everything goes live. Uh, I'll be on NBA Live Before Lock at 3 p.m. with Lafayette. We'll have the MMA Strategy Show tonight at 7.30 Eastern Time. Uh, Pete the Heat, Jason Floyd. Am I missing another show? No. MLB Live Before Lock, I'm guessing, exists, right? Yeah. Five o'clock, six o'clock. These broken schedules of nothing happening at the right time and NBA and MLB happening at the same time. I mean, we're, we're working on our, we're setting our times for our shows basically every single morning. So sometimes it's just not at the same time. MLB live before lock 5 PM Eastern time, Chris Spaggs and the boss man himself, Alex Baker. So tune in there. If you guys played yesterday, you needed more than 198.7 fantasy points on DraftKings. That was the winner. Uh, that was uh, by ending Dallas Keuchel, Mike Clevenger, a five-man Diamondback stack with a three-man Astro stack. Ooh, yeah, you really needed Arizona, huh? 157 yeah. fantasy points at 
11.8% sum of ownership, which is essentially zero. Uh, did you have a lot of Diamondbacks yesterday? I actually ended up, since I was on live before lock the first time ever, I ended up not even playing. I just kind of sat this slate out. But I think I would have just the way crunches were looking through the day. So kind of annoyed with myself that I didn't get on it. But yeah, I mean, that was the key to unlocking the top of GPP standing last night. That gigantic uh, fourth inning, I think it was. They opened yeah, up the roof and uh, McCullers got all pissed off at him for opening the roof and uh, just totally went off in that fourth inning. So. Yeah, that is a that's a monster score. 157. Next closest team was the Mariners at 106. So 51 more fantasy points to just the starting nine hitters. I mean, that's that's bonkers. That's uh, so if you had Arizona, you were probably printing money yesterday, at least some money. Kudos to you for that one. Who had the big days? Oh, yeah, David Peralta, 32 fantasy points. Yeah, Peralta had a bases-clearing triple with the bases loaded in that big inning, and uh, Cole Calhoun had an inside-the-park home run, which is just bananas. Here's the ownership for the five Diamondbacks guys in the winning lineup yesterday. This this one took it down on DK. 1.5%, All of those guys had 17 or more DraftKings points. Sick. That is Eight. sick. I mean, talk about the ideal thing to land on, my God. That's exactly what we're hunting for. Clevenger was 36.5% owned. Guriel was 10.5% in this winning lineup. Everybody else was in single digits. And obviously multiple below 2%. So... Well done, uh, whoever you are out there. Way way to go ending. Whoever ending is, I'm not (laughs) familiar. But that doesn't matter. That's old news. We're trying to figure out who's going to do well today. And I think it's time for us to dive in. But first... We got to talk Super Draft. It is the future of daily fantasy sports. You don't have to worry about salaries any longer here. All you have to worry about is the multiplier. You can roster anybody you want. Doesn't matter. You want to go full. There's no, you don't have to go stars and scrubs. You can go stars and stars if you'd like. It's up to you. However you want to do it. MLB, NBA, PGA, NASCAR. Uh, NFL is going to be here way sooner than I'm like it feels like the NFL is months away given where we are in the calendar with NBA playing right now that's not the case the NFL is here in a month you could do that on Superdraft use the promo code awesomeo10 a w e s e m o 10 get yourself $10 on your first deposit of $10 or more or get yourself $20 free on your first deposit of $100 or more uh, you can download the app in the app store or just go to superdraft.io. Superdraft, no limits, more winning. Time to dive in. Phillies and Yankees oh. up first. You ready for this one? Sure thing. All right, here we go. Phillies and Yankees. Yankees 5.4 run implied total. Phillies 4.6, 57% chance to win for the Yanks. Again, this is on the DraftKings main slate. I assume it's attached to some sort of like all day plus early only or something on yeah, FanDuel. I think it's like Afternoon. a five game early that they're running, like starting at three, including those games through the six o'clock games, something like that. Ah, they all need to get on the same page. Anyway, <laughs> Zach Eflin going for the Phillies, Jordan Montgomery going for the Yanks, a little bit of ownership coming to Montgomery, nothing coming in to Eflin. So let's start here. How do you feel about the pitching in this one? Anybody stand out to you? couple league average type starters. You know, I'm happy as a Yankees fan to see Jordan Montgomery back on the hill. He's a kid that I like, but he's not a huge DFS target for me on most slates. 
if you get him in a short slate, sure, he makes some sense to uh, you know get some shares with, but uh, not somebody I would target on like a full main slate uh, that we're going to have here. You know, um, Eflin, even worse, not a guy I really like to go to. 482 career FIP, uh, 17% strikeouts for his career. So just, again, not a real DFS target. Against these lineups too, I just don't love either guy. You know, ton of right-handed quality in the uh, Phillies lineup. And then Eflin going against this Yankees lineup is a recipe for a lot of runs to be scored, I think. Yeah, I'm not seeing a lot I like here, and that, that's for sure. Uh, I think Jordan Montgomery just a little bit too expensive given what's around him. I don't get the sense that I would have either one of these guys. And considering the Yankees lineup is stellar and the Phillies lineup is, well, average at the least, a lot of power in there. Um, I'm going to feel a little... Yeah, yeah, yeah. The bottom, not so much. Yeah, it falls off a little bit after DD somewhere around there, but... Yes. Yes, it does. Uh, ownership, on the other hand, is coming in here on the bats. Uh, 11% aggregate to the Phillies, 15 on the Yankees. Uh, pretty much just like 15 to 20% ownership on everybody in the Yankees lineup, one through seven. The top of the Phillies, McCutcheon and Hoskins getting the most. Real Muto and Segura picking up a little bit. Bryce Harper, uh, 5K on DraftKings, 3% owned, probably because of the lefty-lefty matchup. Do you have a preference in teams if you're looking to stack here? So I'd probably lean into the Yankees, not just because I'm a huge homer, but uh, just that lineup <laughs> is completely stacked, right? They're basically uh, got five hitters in that lineup in the projected lineup, uh, over 10 in my home run model, which is like a good chance to hit a home run kind of a mark. So don't always just want to chase power, but the projections are going off through the roof. Everything is green in my uh my uh, filtering here. So looks like a really quality projection. Alex has them pretty well projected. Uh, on that short FanDuel slate, there are some ridiculous discounts on some of these Yankees bats too. Glaber Torres is 2,900 on that slate, which is absurd. Um, yeah, that's, so That's preposterous. Yeah. And then you can get to everybody behind him. The highest price in the order behind him is 3,200 for Gio Urshela. So, I mean, everybody in that lineup is basically at a discount except for the two biggest bats. Uh, DraftKings, it's a bit tougher to fit them in with the you know more dynamic pricing. They're doing that a little bit better, but I would try and make it happen. I think we can you know, build a, uh, at least a, as your three man, you know, get to two of the big bats. And then maybe if you see a Mike Ford get a start, you know, a left, big lefty bat that the Yankees like, they can play him against some righties, maybe jam him in a little bit lower ownership and build a more unique stack. I don't hate that price on Luke Voigt, 3,900, um, only 12% ownership. If you can get him under 4K, uh, you know, Steamer has him roughly 200 ISO, uh, 109 weighted runs created plus. I think that works enough to to try to get a little different for the Yanks. Obviously, Judge Torres Stanton is the the two, three, four that you want to have. Um, they're they're flying off the page for me. I definitely prefer the Yankees. Ownership is already there, but not in a way that I think is all that problematic. Um, Philly Park plays up righty power uh, that. Must look pretty damn good to the Yankees considering they're going to run out uh, seven righty bats in the projected lineup right now. Obviously, Aaron Hicks could hit righty if he wants. Don't get the sense that he's going to do that in a righty-righty matchup. But there's just there's so much power on this Yankees team. I have them at a 223 aggregate ISO. That's bonkers. I mean, that's, it's almost like the whole lineup hits like Reese Hoskins. It's kind of insane. <laughs> Right. Uh, yeah, you just look down that ISO and it's just ridiculous. I mean, you see it's a 322 on Stanton in the projection. Yeah. I mean, it's just absurd, absurd amount of power on this team. So fun team to watch. There's a ton of strikeouts in that lineup as well, though. You know, yeah. So you could get a sneaky, weird little game from Eflin. I think uh, 
they struck out eight or nine times last night. So there's just a lot of K's in that lineup, but it's not a play that I would really, you know, go hunting for uh, against them. This is a team that I want to stack and get a lot of lineups with them. Yeah, no doubt about it. Uh, this this strikes me as a spot. If, if Eflin were more of a strikeout pitcher, it would strike me as a spot where you're just hoping that there are guys on base for the home runs. You figure, you know, two of them are probably coming at the minimum coming out of the Yankees. If there's anybody on, that's where it starts to get problematic. But if you could limit those to solo shots, the Yankees become a little bit less lethal. Eflin, not the kind of guy that's just going to be mowing them down. At least I don't think that he will be, given his 535 projected FIP and 18% projected strikeout rate. Sign me up for Yankees. Clear across the board, uh, whether they're not stacked and you're just getting individual bats or you're going the full five, uh, it's really hard for me to get away from them. Highest implied total on the entire slate. Yeah, it makes a ton of sense. Just get those guys into your lineups however you can. You know, if you got to get weird with something on uh, your other stack, your second stack, your pitching, whatever you have to do, I think today we want to be cramming these Yankees bats in. I'd probably, uh, like, I'd like to stay a little bit away from the Phillies. I think they're going a, a tad over-owned at the top, but McCutcheon's 3,900, Reese Hoskins 3,700 on DK. I can see why they're at 20% ownership. That that looks pretty good. I, I yeah, guess Harper is my favorite because he's 3% owned, but I can go either way on the Phillies. I just prefer the Yanks. Yeah, I would definitely mix in some Phillies too, right? I mean, we've got some very, very solid projected ISO guys, all 200, you know, well over 200 at the top in the top four of that lineup, some quality right-handed bats. And then, like you said, Harper at low ownership, I will always roll some dice on Bryce Harper if he's coming in at 3%. I mean, that's just a quality bat. He can get to Jordan Montgomery. The lefty-lefty thing's not going to be a huge issue for him. So I I would definitely build something with the top of that lineup, get a few of those in. And then if you want to drop down, mix in like a Gene Segura, Didi Gregorius, you know, there's quality there. Didi can get to a lefty. He's been a quality lefty-lefty hitter in certain years in his career. He's had up and down years. But he's a guy who we know can get to a lefty. So I don't hate getting down to Didi there to make it a little bit different. You know, 15% ownership on DK. Not a bad spot, um, you know, reasonably priced on both sites. 3200 on uh, FanDuel sounds like a pretty good number for him. Uh, and then you look up JT Real Muto on FanDuel on that weird slate, also only 2900 I don't know what they're doing with the pricing over there. So uh, there's a couple spots in this game to exploit on FanDuel, I think. Probably going to be pretty popular on that shorter slate, but I think both of these teams have some good-looking spots to get to. Favorite bat in the entire game? Um... I'm going to say just based on that price going off the FanDuel side, Glaber Torres. Yeah. I love I like that, that kid. And at that price, I mean, that is just, he's somebody I'm going to mash in the lineups. If, if Stanton really is 13% owned, I don't care if he's 5,600. Uh, I'm willing to buy that home run, I think, at that price. Feeling confident there. Stanton home run. You hear it here first. There it is. He is my highest home run model guy. Yeah, he's uh, by several points. I'm, I'm, I'm going out on a limb. I'm going to pick Giancarlo Stanton to hit a home run. <laughs> Bold. Heroic effort here. I feel like Spags on a live before lock. Can I take Aaron Judge then if we're doing it that way? No, that's cheating. That's cheating. You can't be taking guys like that. All right, let's move it on now to the Indians and the Reds. Man, am I typing that name in the right spot? Yeah, I guess I am. It's been so long. Anyway, Indians, 3.8 run implied total. Reds, 3.6. Carlos Carrasco going for Cleveland. Luis Castillo going for the Reds. Two studs, and that's where the ownership is going. 41% owned Carlos Carrasco on DraftKings. 43% owned Luis Castillo. 
um, separated by $300. Do you have a preference between the two? I do. I think just based on my projections, what I'm seeing here, I think it's Carrasco. Yeah. Um, in a vacuum, I typically lean toward Castillo just in you know comparing those two pitchers. I think he's the better of the two pitchers, but in the spot, I'm getting a better projection on Carrasco. Okay. I I would agree. I would get to more Carrasco in this spot than Castillo, especially if their ownership is going to be the same. I have Carrasco by 1.3 fantasy points right now. He would be the guy that I would be leaning to on DraftKings if I were paying up. Do you think the most – so we have Josh Lindblom coming in at roughly 30%. Do you think the most popular pairing is going to be Carrasco-Castillo or one of those two plus Josh Lindblom? Probably I would think Lindbaum okay. just because people are going to want to get that savings and build with uh, some of these big bats that we have on the slate on DK. Maybe, you know, we could see a fair amount, I think, of the pairing of the big, the two big arms, but I really feel like more people are going to lean into, hey, let me get a discount on that second starter and, uh, and see what I can build with some of these big bats. Do you think there's enough value out there to get to something good if you do have Carrasco and Castillo? Or do you like the Carrasco and Castillo build? I don't love going to two pitchers in the same game just a weird thing for me um it's not something that you know you have to avoid but sometimes i just i don't like leaning into that for whatever reason so it might not be my chosen construction but it's certainly something i would roll out there in a, in a pretty high volume i mean these are two excellent pitchers so we could see yeah. a real pitchers duel here uh fair amount of strikeouts on both sides so yeah i like both guys i would probably mix it up more and go uh with more combinations with other second starters though i like to get a little broad in that second starter spot that's fair. Uh, not a lot of ownership coming into the bats. Surprise, surprise. 7% owned Jose Ramirez on Cleveland is the highest number on DK. And then 9% on Akiyama for Cincinnati. No one on DraftKings as a hitter projected for this game is in double digits. Do you have any interest in a leverage stack for either one of these sides trying to get against the pitchers? Yeah, I, I think we can do that here, um, especially if they're going to be that heavily owned. You know, these are two good lineups. I like the Indians lineup a little bit better. Uh, the top half of that lineup limits the strikeouts pretty well. You know, they're all projected under 20% strikeouts and some in the you know, low teens. So there's some very good patient hitters in that lineup. I love what we can do with the positioning on that Indian stack. I've talked about it on a few different shows and in columns and everything. So just being able to go around the horn on FanDuel and play, fill out your infield with quality there uh, is a stack I like to get to. Fran Mill uh, in the outfield is a guy who's got a ton of power, not getting the biggest home run mark on him uh, against Castillo here, but you no, know, he can go deep against anybody. So he's a guy I like to build into some of these stacks, maybe a Domingo Santana if he's in the lineup. So there's some things you can do with Cleveland's, um, you know, similar with the Reds. I don't like the lineup as much, but you've got Eugenio Suarez in there. Absolutely can go deep in this spot. Carrasco, isn't a big home run guy, but when he makes mistakes, it seems to be with solo home runs. So it's a guy that you can kind of target to maybe give up one, two long balls. And I'm getting decent power marks on a Castellanos, a Mike Moustakis, a Joey Votto. So there's a stack that you can get to up in the top there. And then maybe you mix in a, a Jesse Winker or Nick Senzel, somebody like that from lower in the order. You get a little bit different with it. But with the low ownership and the leverage that you can get on these guys, yeah, I think it makes a ton of sense. So I actually have a little bit more interest in the red side of this. Uh, lefty okay. power plays up in Cleveland, 105 park factor. Um, Carrasco, a little bit of struggles with lefty power, 278 X ISO over his last 690 pitches. So 
Joey Votto, 1% owned. Mike Moustakis, 8% owned, but you get the second base and third base eligibility on DK. And then Jesse Winker has enough pop for me at 3,600 that I think you can get sort of a a low-ish priced stack out of the Reds. I kind of like that as a hedge against Carrasco. Like it, relatively speaking. I'm not trying to go heavy on anything in this one because clearly Carrasco and Castillo are the two premier arms on the slate. But I I think I would be more likely to lean towards the Reds. The top half of that Indians lineup scares me quite a bit. But for some reason, I just have this feeling something's going to pop for the Reds here. Okay. I I like that call. I mean, there's plenty of lefty power, and they are getting the bigger numbers in my home run models for sure from these two teams. So, yeah, that makes a lot of sense. And. Again, okay. it's it's super low on, so you can roll these guys out, and if they if they connect, you're going to be jumping ahead of the field in a lot of ways. So that's a good spot. Yeah, it could get a little squirrely for Luis Castillo, though, just because Indians likely starting this one out lefty, 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 lefty. Um, Luis, you know, Castillo is solid against both x iso against righties 102 over the past two years. It's only 139 against lefties, so it's not as if he's getting. Out. Amplify your career through training and development solutions specifically designed for federal government professionals. From courses to help you attain or retain certification, to individualized coaching services, to programs that hone your leadership skills and business acumen. Management Concepts optimizes your professional development. Online, in person, individually, or groups. It's training that's measurably better. Learn more at managementconcepts.com. That's managementconcepts.com. What if you could have a career where the opportunities are as vast as our nation, where it's not about mission statements, but a shared mission? At U.S. Customs and Border Protection, we go beyond to protect more than borders. From ship to shore, air to ground, cities to local communities, CBP agents and officers are keeping people safe. Join U.S. Customs and Border Protection and go beyond for something far greater than yourself. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. Absolutely blown up. He he doesn't seem to have too many struggles, regardless of handedness. Ultimately, I don't get the sense that you or I or the public are going to be on much from the hitting side. Doesn't seem like. Definitely doesn't seem like. But uh, that makes it something maybe worth considering and looking into and uh, you know seeing where we can exploit that a little bit. You know, keep an eye on the stack uh, tool later on in the day. That's something I always look at. You know, see where they come down. See what Alex thinks and what the ownership looks like through the day and. If there's something to exploit there, like you said, you know, those Reds lefties could be a good spot. Some of the Indians at the top makes some sense. Yeah, we, we could see either the Indians or the Reds pop up with a little bit of value as their top stack odds being higher than their ownership. I think these guys would look pretty good um, in a large field GPP scenario, especially if Carrasco and Castillo are getting that sort of love. Right. And now just looking at the top stacks tool real quick, they're, of course, the two bottom ranked teams, but the the uh, probability of success does outweigh the ownership. And that's what we want to look for. You know, I'd like to see them a little bit higher up in like the five, six range. But when we're comparing to the tool, they're down bottom at three, six, two, seven, and you go 5% higher is all the way up at the top with Milwaukee in fourth place. So, okay. Okay. There's a reasonable play there. Favorite bat in this game. I just clicked away from it. So (laughs) uh, (laughs) gotcha. I'll steal your uh, I'll steal your thunder and I'll uh, pick one of the Reds lefties then. Since it's <laughs> <laughs> top of my head, I'll go Mike Mustakas. I like he's it. my biggest uh, home run mark, so I'll go Mustakas okay. there. Uh, he's my highest in terms of hitting his target. 
because of Akiyama's $3,100 price tag, if he is leading off, he would be my most efficient play coming out of Cleveland or coming out of Cincinnati rather. Two so the two six o'clock games are in the books. Going to get into the full main slates now for both sides. These are going to be on, uh, this will be everything on FanDuel. And then these games are also included on DK. Before we do that, hit that thumbs up. I don't like that we're at 54 likes. I need that number to be triple digits. That's just how it needs to be. But also the NHL is back and you can sign up for awesomeo.com and awesomeo plus using the promo code NHL is back. One big word, NHL I-S-B-A-C-K. You can get 50% off your first month of Osmo NHL using that promo code. That's 20 bucks for 31 days of NHL projections, ownerships, NHL top stacks tool, and more. This code expires tomorrow. So if you're looking to test out NHL, now is the time to do it. Again, NHL is back. That is one big word when checking out. Get yourself an NHL monthly package for half off. I really should get back into NHL, but there's just too many sports going on right now. I've already picked up PGA. I don't, I don't think I have room for another one. Yeah, I haven't even been able to fit golf into my life. You know, it, it, we went from having like nothing and staying up all night to play Korean baseball. And I was getting into NASCAR on, you know, weekend slates and everything because there was just nothing else. And now I'm overwhelmed. I've barely played NBA. You know, I've just been, I've been playing stupid strategy, just throwing like 10 lineups into the big tournament for NBA, just to have something, you know, but uh, yeah. yeah, I'm just trying to find my footing with all this stuff coming back all of a sudden. I do love it. I do love it. I love it's, sitting down at one o'clock, putting an NBA game on, just make a sandwich or something. Yeah. Yeah. And that's been fun. Just having it like through the day, all day, every day in sports, it's like NBA Christmas, like every day. So that's, been, that's been a blast. It does kind of make me wish that I lived on the West Coast and just had that sort of feel of sports happening early all the time. I, I would totally totally be into 10 a.m. NFL football on Sunday. To me, that sounds way more appealing than 1 p.m. Yeah, I'd have to change my sleep schedule a little bit to get up for that, but I think yeah. I could enjoy it a lot. You know, getting up in the morning and just having that like a full block of the day. As is, yeah. I'm still you know one o'clock to like eight o'clock just on the red zone network. You yeah, know, all day long when NFL's going on. So. Yeah, to do that, shift it a little forward in the day, I think that would be cool. I've talked about it on shows before, but I went to Hawaii right after I graduated high school and woke up in the morning. It was, you know, 7.15 a.m. and the Braves were about to start playing. And I was just like, <laughs> 7 a.m. baseball. Hawaii is the coolest place in the world. <laughs> That's the one that, I'm, that I would really want, the six hours difference. Sign me up for 7 a.m. starts. I'll, I'm in full stop. Can you imagine waking up and having like a mimosa and like eggs and bacon and the NFL? That's great. Hour and a half difference and you're playing Korean baseball at that point though. I mean, 7 a.m., 5.30 a.m., what's the difference? (laughs) What time, is that what time Locke was? 5.30, right? 5.30 in the morning, most days, yeah. So that's 4.30, So 11.30 or 11.30 p.m. Locke if you're in Hawaii for Korean baseball. See, I could have got that done. Yeah, that works. Yeah. Yeah, See, that's what I, Hawaii that's Hawaii. what I need. My, that's my, that's my problem now, not living in Hawaii. <laughs> that's all of our problem. It's probably true. <laughs> all right. Keeping it moving. Uh, what do I have up next? Diamondbacks and Astros. God, it's so hard to type Diamondbacks sometimes. Uh, this one's basically a coin flip. 4.7 on both sides. Zach Gallen going for Arizona. I'm going to whiff on this one. I'm just going to hope that I get it right. Brandon Bilak. I think it was – I was saying BLAC, but I'm willing to go either way with it. Uh, we're <laughs> going to no look idea. it up on uh, 
We're gonna yeah, look at the baseball reference. Some pronunciation grid. Where's Lafayette when you Belak? Ah, son of a Belak. Nice. <laughs> uh, okay. Anyway, Zach Allen, seventeen percent owned on FanDuel, where he is eighty-two hundred. He is five percent owned on DK. Belak, on the other hand, three percent owned on FanDuel, two percent owned on DraftKings. I don't really see anything that I'm looking for here. I'm kind of surprised that Gallon's getting to 17% ownership on FanDuel. I understand that it's a five-game slate, but that's not really where I want to be. At the same time, you don't really have alternatives. It's a really, really ugly pitching slate on FanDuel. So yeah. do you want Gallon against the Astros? Do, do you want Belak at all? I don't know what to do with pitching here. Yeah, and that's I ran just a little test crunch before we got on the air and everything just to see how things were falling today. And I think my answer is no, I don't want either of these pitchers, but I might have to roll some Zach Gallon just because there's a lack of options. He's one of the better strikeout pitchers on the slate. It's not a good spot at all. Not a good spot for strikeouts. Ton of power and great bats going against him. So definitely not something I'm comfy with. I don't think I want to be near the public number on him. Maybe something under 10% on FanDuel on the two-pitcher site. You know, maybe you can sneak him in and, uh, you know, some of those uh, SP2 spots. I don't love him as an SP1. Um, Belak, definitely not. Uh, he is a guy, minor leagues, uh, 14 minor league starts last year. He was a 491 XFIP in the minors. 24% uh, strikeout, 10% walks in the minors. So just not a guy in a, against this uh, Diamondbacks lineup. We saw him go off yesterday. I think we could see the same thing today. So uh, see what, what they do with the roof over there. And uh, yeah, I think I'm going to be targeting some Diamondbacks bats here. It's so wild. Uh, I look at my chart of pitchers and I look at my pitcher target score metric and I see how often Zach Allen hits it. And it's a minuscule number. I've got it at 1.2%. <laughs> but that is also the highest number of the 10 <laughs> starters that I could possibly <laughs> roster. So it gets kind of weird like that. I, what an ugly pitching slate. It it really is just atrocious. I mean, he's 8,200. You could roster whoever you want hitting after that. And if you take anybody below him, it's even more ridiculous. Right. That's it. And I mean, when I ran that crunch, I, I think my top three starters were uh, LeBlanc, Yamamoto, and Lane Blanc, which I am not comfortable with. So I'm going to have to get in there, see what's going on with FC when I ran that. But uh yeah, I, I think we're going to end up with probably some uncomfortable shares of Zach Allen, and uh, I'm not really happy about it. Like I said, I'd much rather be on bats in this game, but not much choice. Yeah, well, the public is also on those bats on FanDuel. Uh, Springer, Altuve, Bregman, 27, 29, and 33% respectively on FanDuel. So Zach Allen is going to get owned. The Astros' bats are going to get owned. They have 15% of the aggregate ownership right now. How, how do you break that down? Do you just have to be on both sides? I, I guess we're going to have to, and I think we're going to have to pick which side we want to get over the over the public on with that. So yeah. for me, it's going to be the Astros. It's uncomfortable with those big bats up top. But, you know, if you can get into some of the Carlos Correa's of the world, who is, you know, some people don't like him quite as much as, uh, as he probably deserves to be liked. Still <laughs> a lot of power in that bat, you know, so... People don't love getting to him. Uh, you've got a Kyle Tucker in that lineup. Hopefully he falls in you know, lower ownership. So maybe you can mix and match some things in there and get different enough with those Astros bats. I think that's where I would rather be over the field, though. I would be uncomfortable being over 17% on Zach Gallon. So Houston right now. Choose a spot. 
Houston is second in the top stack odds right now. They are getting owned more than their top stack odds, which I think is interesting. Uh, Cubbies are have the highest top stack odds. That is not who I have, so I would be pretty naturally contrarian here. The biggest value on FanDuel is looking to be the Blue Jays. Their top stack odds are basically twice as high as their ownership, so that might be the place to look, but we will get there eventually. Let's talk about some of these individual bats now. Um, Not much ownership coming in here from a DraftKings perspective. It's actually the Diamondbacks that are creeping into double digits, at least for some individual bats. Uh, Marte, Marte, (laughs) and Escobar. Uh, I was wondering if that was just going to keep going and going. I was going to say Andy Marte, but he is no longer with us. Pour one out for former Braves number one overall prospect. It's a shame. It's a shame. Oh, he was supposed to be so good, too. I remember going to see him in, uh, in Scranton. It just didn't pay off. Whatever. Just yeah, it just washed out. Yeah, he just never put it together. Yeah. yeah, I mean, he was the number one prospect in all of baseball. And then uh, he was sort of a jack-of-all-trades, master of none. And it came that he didn't actually have, like, an elite skill set. Yeah, he just never got there. Yeah. No. So I guess I prefer – the Astros on DraftKings, I definitely prefer the Astros on FanDuel to the Diamondbacks. It's kind of a coin flip for me on DK. It's really hard to go either direction. You're getting enough discount from a price perspective um, on FanDuel that the Diamondbacks could be viable. On DK, I think they're a little, at least the top end of their lineup, is a bit too expensive for what I'm looking for. I don't need like 5K Kettle Marte, no matter who's pitching. Like I just... It's not really where I want to go if he's already getting ownership. Are you stacking up the Diamondbacks or the Astros on DK? I think you're right on DK. You know, especially at the top there, they're just a bit price heavy just for you know the quality that you're getting. They're good players. They're not great. It's not a great stack any night. You know, they went off last night, but you get through this lineup. There's a lot of strikeouts in some of these guys. Um, we know who the quality guys are. So when they're at that price, pulling that much ownership, yeah, it's a spot I'm probably gonna. I'll have some, but it's a spot I want to get different. Um, you know, maybe we can look down lineup a little bit and uh, work in like a Peralta, a Jake yeah. Lamb, somebody like that, where you're buying in some of that Jake Lamb, you know, power, and hopefully they get the, get one of those nights where he, you know, goes off and smacks a big home run with a few guys on base. Not a good hitter, not somebody you're really comfortable with. More likely to strike out three times than to hit the home run for you. But you know, he's a way to get different with that lineup. So keep an eye on him and maybe work him in. But yeah, I don't love paying up for the uh, for the top end of this lineup in this spot, even though it's a god-awful pitcher going against them. You know, I, I just am not too tempted by it. Also, one thing else I want to point out, um, if you're a Zach Allen fan for today, aggregate strikeout rate for the Astros based on steamer projections, 17%. So you're facing a team with basically a 120 weighted runs created plus as a team and then getting them as essentially not able to strike out. Right. Altuve, Bregman, Brantley, Guriel, 15, 13, 12, and 12% strikeout rates. This might be a spot to just get away from Gallon. It could be. And that could be a difference making decision on the slate. You know, if you get you, know, you get off that 17% ownership entirely or just you know run a couple shares of it just to have it. But yeah, pivot away from them, see if you can find another pitcher amongst all this crap. And yeah, that's a you're getting a pretty far afield by doing that. So just making a small decision like that could give you an entirely different slate of entries from what everybody else is running. 
Yeah. It makes some sense at least to look at, you know, keep an eye on the uh, the top pitchers tool too. That's a great thing that uh, became a part of my process lately. So I'm going to see where Alex has them and, you know, how the ownership and everything breaks down. That'll be a big inflection point for this slate, I think. Yeah, if it wasn't if it wasn't for Springer, Altuve, and Bregman pulling so much ownership, I would really, really want to look at the Astros on FanDuel just to get on the opposite side of Gallon. That said, like just not having him, I think might end up being perfect. This is a real tough spot for him. Do you have a favorite bat in this game? Um, it's gonna be from the Astros. Maybe like a. Uh, Sneaky like a Kyle Tucker, somebody like that. Like, you know, he's not a huge projection kind of a guy, but cheap, cheap price on FanDuel, reasonable price on DK, not drawing them a ton of ownership back into the lineup. So a guy that you can work in and a guy that we know has popped, 217 projected ISO from Steamer. Um, swing and miss in there. You know, he's like a 24, 25% strikeout guy projection. So he's not a guy that is definitely going to be, uh, you know, killing the ball, definitely going to be getting on base, but he's a guy you might pull a low on home run from. I think he hit one last night, so... He's a, he's a bad I like there. Okay. Give me 4% owned on FanDuel, 3% owned on DK. I'm taking Cole Calhoun. Nice. Mr. Inside the Park home run, Cole Calhoun. Yeah, I'll take it however I can get it. <laughs> That's it. Counts the same. <laughs> it certainly does. All right. To Kansas City we go. Royals and Cubs. Four run implied total for the Royals. Five for the Cubs. Uh, that's a 60% chance to win for Chicago. Brad Keller going for Kansas City. No ownership whatsoever on either site. Tyler Chatwood going for the Cubs. 21% owned on FanDuel at 9,600. 6% owned on DK at 9,400. Talk to me about Chatwood here. Uh, are people like, is he getting 21% ownership just because? There's like infinite money to go around on FanDuel. I get like this Royals lineup projects to strike out a ton. I don't get the sense that I want this much Chatwood. What am I missing here? So his strikeouts are up. I guess uh, I was talking to Emac about it on the early bird last night a little bit. And I said I would look into uh, what he's done with the pitch mix. And uh, I did not get a chance to specifically do that. So I don't know exactly what changes he made with what he's throwing. But he's got his strikeouts up over the first couple of games. So I think people are really buying into that. It's not something I was excited about. Um, you know, it, it kind of escaped my attention. And uh, when I saw the price, it kind of made my eyes pop out. You know, for <laughs> Tyler Chatwood, 9600 is insane. Um, so I think people are really buying into that. Uh, whatever change he made is going to feed those strikeouts. And like you said, there's plenty of strikeouts available in this lineup. So it could be a good spot for him. But he's not a guy I trust and not a guy I trust at that price. Now, it looks like he's throwing a cutter more often now, which... I don't really know what to do with that information yet. We shall see. It's been yeah, effective. Over, yeah, over two starts. So, I mean, it's super small sample size to buy into yeah. you know, that a change like that is going to make this guy a totally different pitcher. We've seen this guy before. It's not like, you know, he's a totally unknown commodity. He's a uh, good road numbers last year, but, you know, for his career, 16.8 strikeout, 11.9% walk. That's Tyler Chatwood to me. So, I mean, unless this change with this cutter is dramatic, dramatic. I don't see it. He's also never been a guy that was going to go like deep into a game. I don't think that he's, I don't really project him to be out there long enough to really pay off a $9,600 price tag. I, I have no interest in him whatsoever, other than the fact that it's a fantastic matchup from a park and strikeout perspective. 
Yeah, and that's it. You know, I'm not picking up a great projection on them either. Uh, it's not a spot I like, but I'm going to have to probably get in there manually and mess with some stuff just to account for these additional strikeouts that he might be able to put up. And I think that's what people are looking for from him here. You know, you try and pick off some of those Ks in this lineup. You've got three hitters in this lineup projected, two hitters projected for over 30% strikeouts, another three hitters at 27% strikeouts, uh, you know, with uh, Soler or Hearn, uh, Alberto Mondesi. And then uh, French Cordero and Brett Phillips were the guys over 30%. So ton of strikeouts available. I just don't know if he's the guy that's going to get them. And like you said, if he's only in there for you know, four and a half, five innings, all of these little sirens going by outside, if he's only in there for you know less than five innings, we're basically looking to buy pitch counts this year. You know, We want to be yeah. able to spend that money on guys that we can have the best shot of getting five, six innings in there and just racking up time really is what we're paying for. So I don't know that he's the guy. I don't like the price. I'll see what happens when I start crunching with him, but he, he is not a comfortable play for me at all. Now I get the sense that he would get funneled out uh, based on all the data that I have. And that might just end up being a problem moving forward for someone like chat. What if he really did make wholesale changes? We just kind of need more data. As of right now, I would rather rely on everything else we know about him that hasn't made him a high strikeout pitcher in the past. Um, with your I'd model. rather just be away from it. Yeah. With your model, what are you doing as far as uh, stats for this season, 2020, 2020 stats? I know like usually you wait a little ways into the season before you start incorporating those, right? Yeah. So for baseball, I don't play around with any individual stuff. I pull it all from Steamer. So whatever yeah. Steamer is going with, whatever breakdown they're using of past stats is whatever I'm using. Uh, so it's, you know, some sort of combination of, you know, the past couple of years, I'm guessing. So they'll, if, Chatwood really has made changes. You won't see it in a steamer projection until right. next year. So, right. Yeah, and that's um, the same baseline for me. And then I have a few modifiers that build in in a normal year, somewhere around like June, I'll start building in some of the 2020 stuff. But this isn't going to be a normal year. I don't think I'm ever going to put that in. Like, it's, it's just not going to matter. Now, I'll pay attention to, like, I'll look at player props for a couple guys that are wildly different. And if I notice, you know, I'm under projecting Tyler's, Chatwood strikeouts today by a strikeout and a half or something, then I have mechanisms set up where I can just boost his strikeout rate after the fact. Right. So that then I'll start trying to like, I'll, I'll see that I'm clearly off a little bit and give it a little bit of a bump. I don't get the sense that today would matter. Uh, he grades out really poorly for me. I'm not Amplify your career through training and development solutions specifically designed for federal government professionals. From courses to help you attain or retain certification, to individualized coaching services, to programs that hone your leadership skills and business acumen, Management Concepts optimizes your professional development. Online, in person, individually, or groups, it's training that's measurably better. Learn more at managementconcepts.com. That's managementconcepts.com. Every day, we rise, challenging ourselves to work for what we believe in. At U.S. Border Patrol, protecting our borders is more than a job. It's a calling. Agents answer the call, working together to keep our country and communities safe. If you are ready for a new mission, join U.S. Border Patrol and go beyond. Learn more at cbp.gov careers interested yeah same here definitely not interested in royals bats however even as a hedge stack mondesi's at 22 percent already on FanDuel, but they're dead last for me dead last in target score total dead last in target score from a value perspective 
I don't have a positive thing to recommend a Royal at this point. I would, however, be mildly interested in the Cubs if they weren't already getting slammed from an ownership perspective. Play the Cubs in cash, I guess. I'm not so sure that I love them in GPPs. How do you feel about bats? Yeah, it's a tricky spot with all that ownership. You know, I, in a vacuum, I would absolutely love these Cubs bats in this spot. I think it's, you know, they're going to smash. It's a very good spot for them. But just with that much popularity on them for GPPs, it's, it's tough to get different. You know, everybody's going to want to be playing those same guys. So if you go to it, a guy I keep talking up is Ian Happ, who uh, bounces around the lineup a little bit. But kid who's bad, I love. He's got the call back up toward the end of last year. and He's been mashing since he came back up. Uh, he's uh, projected for over a 200 ISO. A lot of strikeouts, but he's a kid who can definitely drive the ball. Reasonable price, not pulling an immense amount of ownership on FanDuel. Looks pretty popular on DK. So going to be tricky to build unique lineups with this Cubs team for sure. Um, but I do yeah. like the spot a lot for them. Um, you know, going up against Brett Keller, not much in that arm, not much, not a guy I uh, like as a pitcher at all, really. So that would be my preference out of these two teams, but I don't know how we're going to get unique with it, really. Yeah, if you're using Cubs bats, uh, be very aware. If you're using a main Cubs stack, like let's say you're using a five-man on DraftKings or even a four-man on FanDuel, be very aware of what the rest of your lineup looks like. Uh, if you have another chalky pitcher, make sure that the rest of your hitters are at least, at least you're working in a couple low owned guys, same way, the opposite way. If you're, if you're willing to take a pitcher that's not picking up much ownership, I think you're going to be all right then. Uh, but just the Cubs profile a bit more as a cash stack than a GPP stack. They still look good. I mean, the, obviously the talents there, there's a reason that, you know, the first five guys in the Cubs order project with 200 plus ISOs. I mean, you're getting what you pay for, but it looks like the people are already there. And I don't like this park for it either. Yeah, that's true. The park factor, you know, that's definitely consideration here. I think they're bats that can overcome it, but it's a, just yeah. another strike against them where everybody's going to be on them. They're obvious, you know, they're, they're a play that just kind of jumps off the page at you today. If you're just casually glancing at it, just casually hand building lineups or whatever, like a lot of people do. So I think it's going to draw even more popularity through the day. Like you said, if you're going there, be aware of what you're combining it with. Maybe go with like the Blue Jay stack that we saw that's going on own. Something like that is, you know, connect that in here, get to some of the lower owned bats with this stack as you're doing it. And maybe you can get it unique enough in a, in a GPP, but it's not my favorite GPP play, even though they look great. Yeah. It looks like, Toronto and Milwaukee are fairly comparable from a uh, from a value top value stack per perspective. Milwaukee getting twice as much ownership, so you might be more likely to see a Cubs Brewer stack on DraftKings. I think now would be the time to swap out those Milwaukee guys for Toronto guys, and then you can find yourself a kind of a nice, unique lineup build. Same question as before: favorite bat in this game. Favorite bat in this one, I will go with uh, Mr. Big Lefty Kyle Schwarber. Getting my biggest home run mark in uh, on the uh, home run model here. Like his chances to get into one, so that'll be my pick there. Yeah, I'm definitely not taking a Royals bat that much. I feel <laughs> confident about. It's between Bryant and Schwarber for me. I have Bryant on DK. Uh, I have Schwarber on FanDuel. So I'm going to give two answers because I make up the rules around here. Uh, <laughs> Schwarber on FanDuel, Chris Bryan on DK. <laughs> 2800 too for Schwarber on FanDuel. Pretty yeah. nice price. Yeah, it. that's – I mean, he's 32% owned. 29, 32, 38, 32. You might have Bryant, Rizzo, Baez, and Schwarber all in a cash game lineup on FanDuel if you want. 
Yeah. And, and I mean, you, you could put them into that cash game lineup. They're, they're going to be trending toward what? 35, 40% collective ownership on FanDuel as a, yeah. just as a stack. They're going to be everywhere. Oh, it's going to be massive. So you can Let's feel pretty jelly. safe about it. <laughs> and like, I, I mean, I don't hate Keller. He's not a great DFS pitcher, but he's like functional in baseball terms. Yeah, he could put up a game where, you know, these guys don't completely go off and they still lose, the Royals still lose, you know, a 5 nothing game, but it's not a DFS game, you know. it's uh, yeah. So he could give us that. And that's, I think, what we're hoping for really from him. You know, he's not going to give us a huge start. It's a yeah. four six three career XFIP in his uh, 48 starts, 16.9% strikeouts. So, like you said, not a DFS option, but could hold him down in a real in a real baseball sense. Right. He's like a number, solid number four starter for the most yeah. part, who's kind of out of his reach as a Royal starter, but neither here nor there. <laughs> All right. Off to my Braves. Braves and Blue Jays. 4.7 run implied total for the Braves, 4.4 for the Blue Jays. Is Tucson Nate Pearson. Uh, Tucson, 21% ownership on FanDuel, 16 on DK. Pearson, 13% on FanDuel, 21 on DK. So these guys are kind of flip-flop depending on the site. If I'm picking between them, I'm actually leaning a bit more towards Pearson, but I see both of them, given their price tags, uh, I think they look solid. I, I would probably have more ownership on both sites than they're getting right now. Do you have a preference between the two pitchers? I think I agree with you. Uh, Pearson would have been where I was leaning just purely on my info, my numbers and everything. But then when I pulled up the uh, top pitchers tool, Alex has Tucson as his top pitcher today, which I was surprised really? to see. Um, so that's really interesting to me. You know, he's going a little over on these like 20% ownership. 14-ish percent chance of being the top pitcher. But it's intriguing to me. If Alex is seeing something there, I wasn't really seeing it. I have an okay projection on him, and the price is great. But it wasn't a spot I was looking at. But I'm going to dig into that spot a little bit more now, now that I've seen that. Uh, Pearson, super high-end prospect. Really like the kid. Not sure he's here yet in a regular season. He's probably still pitching in AAA, getting a little bit of seasoning. At least in like the first half of the year, he would have been. Maybe he gets an August call up in a normal year. I think it's a bit early for him, but we've seen some quality out of him. Uh, he's got a 99 mile an hour four seamer and a wipeout slider, so definitely a kid who can strike out some of these hitters. Uh, you know, I like the spot for him. Um, so I think that's a spot where I'm going to try and get over the top on uh, on the public. And the price is good. You know, 7,500 on Fanduel. I like that. That's that's definitely a uh, guy who's in play for me here. Yeah, I have him a hair above Toussaint. At that $7,500 price tag, clearly uh, $6,300 on FanDuel is a hell of a price on a slate like this. You slot him in there and you're going to be grabbing all those easy Cubs bats. feels like cash is really easy to build on FanDuel today. <laughs> it's just a couple of really obvious building blocks over there. I'm not a cash player very much, but I mean, yeah, if you can't put this one together for cash, I don't know. It's, it's Yikes. really obvious for me. Yeah. Tucson at 8,300 on DraftKings. That price is getting a little too high there. That's why it's a little bit easier to get to Pearson at 7,300. Ultimately, you got to be on these guys. Um, you know, 22% strikeout rate from Steamer for both guys. Uh, Blue Jays lineup projects to strike out a little bit more. I'm in for the pitching, but I prefer Pearson as of right now. On FanDuel, I get it. I understand why Tucson's going to pick up more ownership at 6,300. What I'm really intrigued by is the bat ownership. We have Ronald Acuna on FanDuel, $3,700, projected for 40% ownership right now. Do you have a preference between Braves bats and Blue Jays bats? 
I mean, pulling that kind of ownership, that's going to be tough to get to and have Pearson in enough lineups. So yeah, I might, I might lean into the, uh, the young blue Jays here a little bit more. Um, just comparing the two teams, they're higher ranked in the stacks tool. The Braves also look good in the stacks tool. You know, they were going a little bit under own too. So that's a spot I like, but I think I like the, uh, the blue Jays side of this a little bit more, even though there's more strikeouts and picking up those strikeouts is probably what's pushing Tucson up Alex's model. I would think, uh, just, you know, the, the projected strikeouts in that blue Jays lineup, but there's a lot of bats we like, uh, in this, on this team. Um, you know, they got uh, Travis Shaw back. So a big lefty power bat in the middle of this lineup now. 25% strikeout guy, but uh, just under 200 ISO. Uh, then they've got uh, a Gritchick who can still get into one against a right-hander, 253 projected ISO. Lords Guriel and uh, Vlad Guerrero Jr. So there's a lot of building blocks, a lot of pieces in this that I like. I think you can use a lot of those low-owned Blue Jays and put together an interesting stack here against a kid who's probably still also a guy who would be in the minors in a normal year. I don't know that Tucson is necessarily ready. Even though it's a spot we like on the pitching side, I think we can build against him here. Well, he better get ready because the Braves have lost 40% of their starting rotation in the past week and a half. So uh, plenty of plenty of innings to go around now for Atlanta. Yeah, you mentioned Travis Shaw, 3,100 on DraftKings with first and third eligibility. He's at 18% ownership, but uh, if you're playing cash on DK, you're probably going to be looking at Travis Shaw just because that price tag is wildly low. If you are looking to stack Atlanta, particularly on FanDuel, as long as you use anybody below the four spot, you're going to get to a, a pretty unique brave stack. Yeah. Acuna's at 40, Swanson's at 10, Freeman at 29, Ozuna at 13. The rest of the lineup is unowned. They're all at 1%. So feel free to, if you, you know, just get a little bit different. Leave, say, Marcelo Ozuna out of the stack. Switch that to Nick Markakis at 2,200, and you've got a much more unique four-man brave stack. Yep, absolutely. And you're getting in on that lefty bat with Marquecas. He's probably going to be pretty sneaky. People, you know, probably not super aware that he's come back. And uh, I didn't know you could opt back into the season after opting out, but uh, apparently he did. He saw that Freddie Freeman lived and uh, decided to play baseball again. So that's good for this Braves lineup. Uh, you know, it's, he mixes in interestingly. He's not the biggest hitter in the world, but certainly a good bat. And like you said, he just differentiates the hell out of your lineup with almost no ownership on him. Um, you know, I like Austin Riley down there as well. Ton of strikeouts. Uh, the bad, the contact aspect of his game is not really there. Um, but when he does make contact, the bolt goes. Uh, so he's got a lot of power in that bat. Righty, righty, not the greatest spot for him. But again, another guy that you can mix into some of those lineups and just, just differentiate some of your brave stacks. So these are two teams I'm going to be building with a lot, I think, today. Yeah, welcome back, Nick Markakis. They probably, it, it, since baseball's so completely lawless, they probably didn't even make him take a test to come back. I'm <laughs> <laughs> oh, sure. It's like, come on, man. What's the worst that could happen? Yeah, yeah. Go on out to the club before you come back, too. You know. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, but yeah. Get around but, as many people as you can. Go to the Lake of the Ozarks party and then come back. Go, go pick up some chicken wings at Magic City and then stop by the ballpark. <laughs> uh, favorite bat in the game? Um, That's a tricky question here. Yeah, this is an interesting one. I'm just looking down the uh, Homer model. I'm getting bigger power metrics on the uh, on the Braves side of things. So I'm just going to go with a uh, little Freddie Freeman here, I think. Nice projection on Freddie. He's going to be highly owned. You know, it's not a sneaky play by any means, but uh, big lefty bat in this lineup, hitting third, right in the heart of the order. Guy that drives in a ton of runs, creates a ton of runs. Uh, 241 projected ISO from Steamer, 35% over, uh, over league average and uh, weighted runs created. So guy that I usually like a lot. Not a sneaky play by any means, but definitely like that bat. So the, 
My answer is definitely Ronald Acuna, but given that he's already 40% owned on FanDuel, I'm not helping anybody out by telling him to do this. So if you're looking for a little bit more off the beaten path, uh, give me Gurriel, 2,500 on FanDuel, 4,500 on DK, a, a bigger step up, but he's essentially going unowned. That would be the spot that I would want to go here. Yeah, I like that call. He's my biggest home run mark on the uh, Blue Jays. Or, sorry, after Gritchick, he's my biggest home run mark on the Blue Jays. So uh, hitting third in that lineup, like that spot a lot. He's a uh, big up-and-coming kid. You know, one of those kids who's a second-generation ball player, too. His dad played in Cuba, won a ton of gold medals for Cuba. So uh, he joins uh, Bobichet, Kevin Biggio, and uh, Vlad Guerrero as uh, second-generation ball players up there. So a lot of talent at the top of that lineup. There we go. Two more games to go, but before we get into that, we're going to talk a little season-long fantasy football. Um, we have just dropped our season-long fantasy football and best ball draft kit. Uh, this is put together by Alex, and he has been diving into it hardcore. So we have a package that I think you guys would love. It's going to be 30 bucks, well, $29.95, so even better than that. You save that extra nickel. Um, you'll get rankings, projections, a sleeper tool. Content from uh, a ton of different contributors throughout awesomeo.com. And you get the draft wingman. So that will update your team's projections in real time while you're drafting based on who you've already drafted. Going to be a fantastic tool for you guys to check out. If you are a new member at FFPC, you can get a $35 credit if you sign up uh, for that awesomeo draft kit. So that makes it basically free if you do that. You don't want to miss out on this. You can dominate your fantasy league and your best ball leagues with this sort of stuff. $29.95 for the goods. You definitely want to check out that draft wingman tool. I highly recommend it. Head to awesomeo.com for some more details. Or if somebody can drop a link in chat, even better. (laughs) I'm sure that'll pop up. Have you poked around the uh, season-long site that we built out at all? A little bit. Looks visibly incredible. I don't play yeah. much season long. I might get a, grab a couple best ball leagues just for something to track, but I don't really mess with any NFL season long stuff. Um, I mostly just live vicariously through my wife's team. <laughs> um, uh, but looking at our tools makes me want to do it because it's a lot of things that I try to build on my own. Only we did a way better job at it. <laughs> right. Right. And it's just, I mean, the interface is gorgeous. Like I, I really, yeah. really like what the guys did with the site. They built a hell of a nice site. So and I love the way that Alex, I don't know if you've poked around in his rankings or anything, but uh, if you guys out there pay attention to industry consensus rankings and that's what you're going by, you're going to gain a ton of ground by using ours because Alex's are very different. You know, he puts yeah. together his own model. He's building this thing off of his projections. So there are going to be some different looking rankings than everybody else has out there. So that's going to be a powerful tool. If you can get it yeah. for free, that's the best deal in fantasy sports right now. It, re- it really is. Getting that differentiation. Uh, there's so much group thinking NFL uh, season long fantasy coming in from a different direction from the guy that's the number one player in the world in DFS is probably a decent place to start. Definitely. Definitely. Oh, I'm afraid to talk about this next game. I don't want to catch COVID just by saying it, but <laughs> Marlins and Orioles, four and a half run implied total for the Marlins, four for the Orioles. It's Alicia Hernandez and Wade LeBlanc. Uh, no ownership coming into Hernandez. coming into Wade LeBlanc on FanDuel, 17 on DraftKings. Is this the pitching matchup you've been looking for? It definitely is not. Uh, Do you ever, uh, at least you're still, I had uh, Jordan Yamamoto going for the Oh, all right. Well, let's find out because maybe I'm wrong. Yeah, Alicia was in last night and I think it was a change because I think he pitched in the doubleheader 
At least that's what I'm remembering from what Emac told me yesterday. Fangraphs so slipping, man. <laughs> Fangraphs is slipping. Well, I'll tell you this much then. Don't play Alicia Hernandez. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, for sure. And I'm not seeing either name in the top pitchers tool, so maybe we don't just know yet. I'm not sure. Thought, uh, Either way, I mean, chat saying they think it's Yamamoto. Uh, betting odds site says Yamamoto. So let me make the switch in my sheet right now and let's find out. Right. Jordan Yamamoto. And then this is also a game that's going to be at Camden Yards, even though the Marlins are the home team. Well, I definitely don't have that in here correctly. <laughs> yeah, that threw me. I had to switch that this morning. Son of okay. Because uh, those are different, very different parks. Yeah. Okay. So. What's the easiest way to do this? I guess I need to flip both of their names here. So this becomes Marlins. This becomes Orioles. Oh, good God. Uh, so, I mean, so then this is minus this 130. <laughs> this is the worst, man. Welcome to Rebuilding Josh's Spreadsheet with Josh and Jerry. Yeah. This is a, uh, a good spot, I think, for the Orioles. They were a team I wrote up in the uh, Stacks uh, article that I do uh, overnight last night. Um, I was surprised to land on them. You know, they're more of a team that I uh, would land on in my afternoon column. That's looking for, you know, weird angles into the slate, but uh, they popped up a little bit for me last night. So I was, uh, I was surprised to see that. And I, I think it might hold up here. Uh, and they're drawing a great number on FanDuel in the uh, top stacks tool. They're seven, seven ish percent, the probability of being the top stack and only 2% uh, aggregate ownership. So that's really solid there. DraftKings, a little bit more, even five and five. So not a huge ownership advantage there, but definitely a team that uh, stack-wise, I kind of like. Sign me up for some Jordan Yamamoto, man. Love that <laughs> dude. Love him. 3% owned on FanDuel, 3% owned on DraftKings. He's 5,700 on FanDuel. Right now, I have Jordan Yamamoto as my favorite pitcher, and that is ignoring salary. So, obviously, becomes a bit better value when you realize that he's uh, $3,900 less than Tyler Chatwood. <laughs> Sign me up there. The Orioles, Orioles don't have a single hitter north of 100 weighted runs created plus. I mean, this is a great spot. So you're going uh, Yamamoto side? I think I am. I like, I'm getting a good projection on him. You know, I was just talking about the Orioles bats, but looking at it, I've got a 30-plus uh, you know, point uh, projection for him on FanDuel. So, yeah, he's a pitcher that I'm going to get to. Like I said before, when I ran that test crunch, he was my second highest owned pitcher. So I'll definitely have him. Um, you know, I was looking at some of those spots, like I said, for the uh, Orioles bats. But, uh, yeah, I can get behind that call as well. So it's probably, probably going to mix both. Yeah, I have very little doubt that Yamamoto will be my most exposed pitcher on Fandle. Um, I mean, you can do anything you want with bats with that price. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you free to roster everybody if you right. want to. I don't get the sense that he's going to be 3% owned uh, as we get closer to lock. That seems impossible if he's 5,300. I don't know what I could possibly be missing if that's the case. Yeah, I think we just Is, is that an optimizer? So is that an optimizer thing? Is it just simply he's too cheap and you just don't get that same – like? You don't need that sort of value. He's so low that you just naturally, the optimizer just naturally spends a little bit more just to gain like a quarter of a point. Yeah. 3% I, I, seems way wrong. Yeah. He, I, I think that's definitely low. I think we're going to see that come up during the day, but I think you're right. He could slip through some of those optimizer cracks, especially if. 
amplify your career through training and development solutions specifically designed for federal government professionals. From courses to help you attain or retain certification, to individualized coaching services, to programs that hone your leadership skills and business acumen, Management Concepts optimizes your professional development. Online, in person, individually, or groups, it's training that's measurably better. Learn more at managementconcepts.com. That's managementconcepts.com. Shopify helps you sell at every stage of your business. Like that, let's put it online and see what happens stage. And the site is live. That we opened a store and need a fast checkout stage. Thanks. You're all set. That count it up and ship it around the globe stage. This one's going to Thailand. And that, wait, did we just hit a million orders stage? Whatever your stage, businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for your $1 a month trial at shopify.com slash listen. People are putting in minimum salary spends, you know, you have to spend over a certain amount of, uh, of yeah. money. He might not make that that threshold. So that's why I usually run crunches with no uh, with no salary restrictions for baseball because I like to get good combinations of lineups and I don't care if I'm spending all my money as Same. long as I'm getting tightly correlated, you know, high-end lineups. Mm-hmm. I don't really care if I spend, you know, 50K or, you know, 43. It doesn't really matter to me. Yeah. I want to be able to build what I want and where I want. So yeah, he's a guy who might slip through some of those optimizer cracks. Could be a good move. Okay. I like it. I like it. Uh, any concern with the Wade LeBlanc ownership? 10% on FanDuel, 17 on DK? I mean, I definitely don't want him on FanDuel uh, in comparison to Jordan Yamamoto, but what do you think of 17% on DK as like a second starter? Yeah, I think that's I think that's definitely viable. I would probably maybe look to squeeze a little bit over that. You know, he's not a great pitcher by any means, but he's a guy who I think he's going to eat some innings for us. I think we're going to be able to just buy a pitch count with him. It's not a huge price tag. Um, so with that kind of ownership as an SP2 against a low-end lineup like these Marlins, quad A kind of a lineup, I think we could get away with him here. You know, I think we could pump that up to, you know, over 20 somewhere and uh, get a little bit over the public and try and scrape some edge there. I like it. I like it. On the bat side, I have the Orioles as my ninth team out of 10, at least on the FanDuel slate. So not someone I'm going to be getting to all that often. This just blows my mind, but I think it's a testament to the price. I have the Marlins as my number two value stack today. Wow. Yeah, that's got to be price-based, right? <laughs> yeah. I mean, $2,600 VR. Uh, they're just It's just cheap, clear across the board. Um Really easy to get dollar Corey Dickerson cleaning up. I mean, that's yeah. great price on FanDuel. I I kind of like the Marlins as a value stack. Oh God, I don't like <laughs> saying that out loud. <laughs> People have been going to it a little bit this year. It's you know they only played what six games. I think they're five and one. We've paid it off. You know they're sneaky, sneaky Marlins. Might be one of the half the league that makes the playoffs this year. But uh, uh, yeah, you get you know against a uh, not. Big time lefty. Uh, you get a guy like Jesus Aguiar in there, big righty bat, a lot of power, you know, 192 projected ISO. Follow him up with uh, Corey Dickerson, even in a lefty lefty. Decent bat there, super cheap. So, yeah, I don't hate that. I mean, don't get me like, it'll fail way more often than it succeeds, that's for sure. But I think just because, see, here, here's the problem. There's so much additional salary to go around on Florida or, or yeah, on Florida on FanDuel right now that I don't think you need to dumpster dive the Marlins. Like if you're already playing Jordan Yamamoto, you don't need the Marlins value stack any longer. You can just roster good hitters. Right. 
But you can get to some of those Cubs that we were talking about, some of those big bats. Yeah. And yeah, if you build a Marlins stack and then you've got a, a you know really cheap pitcher, say you throw three Marlins bats in there and you've got Jordan Yamamoto with them on FanDuel, you're going to have like a $28,000 <laughs> lineup when you're all done building it, which exactly again, is fine if your Marlins are one of your favorite stacks on the day and that's what you want to get to. That's probably not going to be how I'm going to be building my lineups though. Um, you know, it's, there's value there. You can do it. And if it helps you get to a certain thing that you need to get to as far as your spend, fine. But I don't think we need to just because those salaries are so low. Wow. God, that's nuts. Uh, just to point it out, since 2018, Wade LeBlanc, ex-ISO against lefties, 175 against righties, 204. All right. Okay. You know, there's not a lot of power on the Marlins, but if it's ever going to come out, today might be that day. Yeah. Yeah. This could be a uh, nice, nice little Jose, uh, Jesus Aguiar day. I've got a, uh, he's over 10 in my home run model. So it's a good, good little spot. Maybe throw him as a one off into us, into some lineups. He's going to be owned in a 20% ownership or so on, uh, yeah. on FanDuel, only like 11 9 on uh, DK. So maybe as a one off over there. Favorite bat in the game? Is that Jesus Aguiar? I think it might be, yeah. VR would be my guy. He's already picking up the ownership, so that's more of a cash play. So if I'm trying to get to something different, I'm actually hopping back over to Baltimore. Uh, and I refuse to say this uh, properly for Adam. Uh, Anthony Santander. <laughs> <laughs> they actually talked about his, how to pronounce that on uh, MLB Network this morning. I was just catching up on some of last night's games. And they were saying Santander, Santander, and I think they settled on Santander. Like, yes. Uh, Santa, cool. Santander is the way that uh, I guess you're supposed to say it. Yeah. Reads like Santander to me. <laughs> so uh, I go with the Josh pronunciation, but 2% owned on FanDuel, 4% owned on DK. Actually grades out as like my third overall bat in the game. Um, so if you can get it at that sort of low ownership, that's a direction I'd like to go. Yeah, good spot. He'd be part of those Orioles stacks that I was talking about. Uh, you know, if we're, if we're building there, he would definitely be, be a part of it. I would want to get to some Austin Hayes, get some of that power in there. Maybe you roll some dice on a uh, Chris Davis quality day, a little flashback kind of a day. Not a play we're ever comfortable with, but nobody's comfortable with it. So he's not going to be widely owned. So if he's in it's the a, lineup, uh, you never know. It's amazing. Like, it's a testament to how much his contract is that he still plays in the majors. He's yeah. atrocious. He's like, he should not be in Major League Baseball. A 75 weighted runs created plus from Steamer with a 38% strikeout rate. This dude should be in, he should be in the KBO uh, or even less than that, potentially. It's yeah, amazing. Maybe the KBO minor league system at the, with yeah. those kind of numbers. I mean, just and that explains like how bad Baltimore is that they're like, we don't even have, we like, it, it's not even a sunk cost for us. We don't have anybody else to put in there. Right. He's not, we, he's not blocking anybody. We just suck. <laughs> yeah, we've got nobody that we'd rather put in there. So we're paying him. We might as well roll him out. Yeah. yeah most, I mean, how many other organizations in the league would he, would even be putting him out there regardless of what they're paying at this point? I mean, you, generally speaking, you've got at least one guy where you're like, it would be better if we got this dude bats. Well, when your whole lineup is a 98 or less weighted runs created plus, like you're clearly not sitting on any prospects. <laughs> yeah, he is not holding bats back. And now that no. Hayes is here, I couldn't even name their top prospect right now. Now that Hayes is up. Oh, no, I'm sure. trying to find out. Time to find out. <laughs> Let's see. Oh, God, I don't even. Prospects, Baltimore. Fangraphs has. Uh, uh, 
did he was this did he just 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 get drafted here? Adley Rushman? Uh, yeah, Rushman. That's right. But that was two months ago, right? Three months ago. Uh, when when no, did he MLB was, draft? He was or was that last was year? He last year? I think he was last year's draft, pretty sure. Okay. So yeah, that's that's a good call. He is he is a high end prospect. That's yeah. Who'd they take this year? MLB draft 2020. Somebody at the top, I'm sure. Yeah, <laughs> we're picking early. Oh, there's no way I'm going to be able to say this dude's name. <laughs> what do you got? Heston Gierstad. <laughs> K-J-E-R-S-T-A-D. K- K- I don't know the proper pronunciation of, I don't know, is he Dutch? Uh, that, was, that couldn't have been a better name for you to have to pronounce. That was perfect. Well, his, his first name is definitely Heston. Heston, he yeah. Was, Heston Kirstad, I think. Something like that. Yeah, I don't know if you say the K or the J. <laughs> or if K and J turn into like a different letter. I don't, it's not, it's I don't know, man. Yogging. Yeah, I don't know. I'll wait until he makes it to the majors and someone tells me what it's actually like the proper pronunciation. Yeah, we'll learn it when we have to. <laughs> yeah, so he got drafted as well, but heading into the year, Adley Rushman was one, and he's actually a prospect. Yeah, yeah, we'll see him sooner sooner rather than later. Yeah. All right, let's close this bad boy out. White Sox and Brewers, 4.7 run implied total for the White Sox, 4-4 for the Brewers. It's Gio Gonzalez and Josh Lindblom. Um, kind of relatively normal ownership here. Gonzalez is 7% on FanDuel, 9 on DK. Lindblom is 8% on FanDuel, and then it explodes. 30% on DraftKings at 5,300. He appears to be the natural pay-down option for anybody trying to roster Carlos Carrasco or Luis Castillo. So let's start there. How do you feel about the Lindblom chalk on DK? And then we can sort of open it up. Do you like Gio or Lindblom in general? Yeah, I think it's, like you said, it's the natural move as far as a cheap pitcher to pair with those bigger starters on DK. So I think it makes a ton of sense. He's a guy I like, made a lot of changes while he was over in the KBO. I think it's his cutter that he's throwing a ton more. Uh, I think uh, my the, his first start, I had him as uh, my top pitcher on the day. You made fun of me, and then he came out and uh, put up a, a pretty good start. So, uh, you know, he came out with, uh, I think it was back spasms, but I uh, had five strikeouts going. Uh, so I had a good start going supposedly healthy. So we should get a full, uh, a full outing from him here. I think he's a good play there. That's a big ownership number, but when we're going off of 200%, you know, I think we can get a little bit over the field and still make it work. Um, so he's a guy I'm definitely going to be getting to on DK quite a bit. I like him. He's my favorite SP two over there. So um, yeah, I, I think it makes a ton of sense. I'm fine with it. I don't know what, to, I don't really know what to do here. Like it's the guy that I want to pay down for. But at the same time, I like, do I want him in 30% of my lineups if I can get Brad Keller unowned? Should, should they have that big of a gap between the two of them? Probably not. What's not like I'm, Keller's I'm not advocating for Brad Keller. Right. Yeah, that's the thing. 0.9%. That's the <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, they're probably around the same kind of a guy ultimately. Like if we're really taking everything out of it, you're not. Jocelyn Bulb is not an ace here. Um, so yeah, if you can just make an ownership pivot there and you're hoping to get that reasonable MLB start out of, uh, out of Keller, not a killer DFS, uh, spot, but he might end up being the best SP two available at that price. I don't hate it as an ownership pivot. I like Lindblom better. I'm getting a better projection on him, just you know, raw numbers, but what you're saying there makes some sense getting off of that 30% ownership. I think I would still go the other way and probably load up some more Lindblom, but I can see what you're saying. <laughs> 
So I have Keller six tenths of a point ahead of him. Um, I, I, that's not necessarily what I'm always paying attention to. Uh, I, I defer to target score type stuff mm-hmm. a little bit more. Wow, got a little blurry there. Got to move around let, let the camera, catch itself. Um, and in a cash game, you know, I would happily go to Lindblom if I needed to drop down off of the the dual ace build. I think in a GPP, if you're in a large field contest, I think sneaking a couple Keller lineups in there in lieu of the ownership on Lindblom could be an interesting way to go. It's not a great spot, that's for sure, but something to look into. Yeah, and none of them are today. So, I mean, you're just, no. you're pivoting to from one mediocre spot to a slightly more mediocre spot in my numbers, slightly better yeah. spot in yours. So, I mean, it's it's an ownership play for sure. And, I mean, here's a really good way to look at it. So, the top pitchers tool for DK today, Castillo's at 41%, Carlos Carrasco at 32 That's making up... 73 of the 200% you would get there. Every other pitcher on the slate is between 11 and 19.9. So there's not, there's not really a lot of differential between everybody else. If one of those guys is coming in at essentially zero ownership and the other is coming in at the third most ownership on the slate, that's when you could start to get a little bit different. Like Tyler Chatwood is coming in. Well, he doesn't count because he's 9,400 and that one's ridiculous, but that's insane. (laughs) Like Brandon Belak, 1.8% ownership. Jordan Montgomery, 7.2. Gio Gonzalez, 9.1. Uh, it, it's just really easy to get to something like that. It, it's not ideal, but there are a couple pretty easy pivots there. Um, I like it for large field GPP stuff. Cash games, completely different story. Yeah, for sure. And, you know, you're talking about that SP2 spot. You're obviously not going to be sitting here combining two of those guys from the back end of this. But no. Putting them together with some of those with the bigger names as, a, as an SP2, it makes a lot of sense to just kind of spread out some of your SP2 ownership on DraftKings this year. You know, we're just looking to try and find those games again where guys are going five, six innings and putting up a reasonable baseball start. It's not <laughs> yeah. even it's not even so much about the DFS points. It's just looking for a, an OK start from some of these guys. And yeah, if you take that big 30% ownership and you spread it, you know, around across five or six guys instead of going to Lindblom, you could pick up a nice little uh, point total that nobody else is going to be getting to, and it could really differentiate in a GPP. Now, I think what we really need to talk about is the hitting side of this game. In that, the Brewers are my number one stack on FanDuel, and the White Sox are number two. I love the hitting here. I would have more hitting exposure on FanDuel to both of these teams than I would to anything else. On DraftKings, I lean a little bit more towards Milwaukee than I do for Chicago. But ultimately, given where this game is, park factors, the starting pitching itself, even getting on the opposite side of Josh Lindblom, I would love to get to White Sox stacks on DraftKings up against a 30% owned pitcher. I'm going to bats here, clear across the board. FanDuel, DK, White Sox, Brewers, doesn't matter to me. I want hitters. Yeah, I like both of these lineups a lot, um, getting good projections on both of them. So even with uh, liking Lindblom a little bit, uh, I, I'm getting very nice projections on the White Sox. They're a team that I've been going to all year. I uh, really love the bats here. They've got uh, Luis Robero up at the top of this lineup now. The kid just you know, rocketed up the board. He was somebody I was on at the, the beginning of the year and uh, calling out some columns, and now we're seeing him at you know 30% ownership. So he's a, just a hell of a bat leading off here. And then you get into a young Mercado, Jose Abreu, you've got Grandel in there, Eloy, Edwin. It's just never-ending pop on this lineup. It's another lineup 
top to bottom, the first seven hitters, you're all around 200 ISO or well above 200 ISO projections. You know, you're, you're trending some of these guys into the 240s, 250s. There are strikeouts available in the lineup. Everybody's, you know, comfortably into the mid 20s. So Lindblom could pick up a few Ks, but I think we're much more likely outcome to see some of these bats go off. Yeah, I, I, I don't even know where to start. Jose Abreu, 2% owned on DraftKings. I'm in. Grandal as a catcher, 4,800, 7% owned. I'm in. Edwin Encarnacion, 4K, I'm in, 2% owned. Like, it's just really easy to get to basically any part of this lineup. Keston Hira and Kristen Yelich both getting a lot of ownership on FanDuel. You leave one of those guys out and make the rest of your stack, I think you're going to be fine. I, I just, I really, really want to stack up this game any way that I can particularly the White Sox on DK, where I know that I could even gain some additional leverage on Lindblom. Yeah, for sure. That's It's a great spot for them. You know, the one challenge with the White Sox on DK is that dual first base uh, with the Breu and Encarnacion that you've got to get around. So as you're building, you got to mix and match. You've got to make a choice there. I like it on FanDuel where you can play them both. I think it differentiates you a little bit. If you get to those, you know, you've got three guys there at the uh, corner first base spot on FanDuel. So you can kind of mix and match the way you put together a Breu, Grandal, and Encarnacion and do certain things that, uh, you know, not everybody might be doing and certainly uh, some of the optimizers might miss as they run. So I like that play a lot. Um, love Hura and uh, Yelich's bats, obviously, both, you know, Yelich, MVP, super, super duper star. Uh, Kisten Hura is going to be a high-end bat in this league for the next 15 years. Uh, love the kid. But at 40-some-odd percent ownership, yeah, it makes sense to drop one of those guys out of the lineup. Um, a lot of power in the White Sox line and the uh, Brewers lineup, rather. Some very high-end, uh, you know, righty bats to go against Gio Gonzalez. Gio's a guy who does limit the home run a little bit. He's uh, 0.78 home runs per nine for his career, so he's able to keep the ball in the yard a little bit. But shaky guy, not a ton of strikeouts. Uh, Four nine seven projected FIP, uh, three eight walks per nine. So he's going to be putting guys on base. Going to be giving some opportunities here. I think they can definitely get to him. I like some of these bats, and you've got. A guy like Jake Jorko, uh, not the greatest hitter in the world, but he's still in the league and he's only 2,200 on FanDuel, low ownership. Adjusting smoke hits from both sides of the plate, super low on both sides, affordable on both sides. So there are ways to differentiate those brewers uh, that I, I really like to get to. Don't love the bottom of the lineup, but the first six hitters, I think we can mix and match and get to something unique. Totally agree. Uh, Frederick in chat wanted to know what Eloy Jimenez's ownership was on DraftKings. I'll give you that, Jim. It's 13% as of right now. Final question. Favorite hitter in this game? This one's tough because I've got a sea of green on my sheet right now for it. Wow, yeah, same here. I'm getting the better home run marks on the uh, White Sox, so I'm going to pick somebody from there. And just take a peek here at ownership. Let's go with a little uh, off the beaten path, super cheap catcher play. Yasmani Grandal. Yeah, really, really difficult to not like that one. As a catcher on DK, just not getting a lot of ownership, but being arguably the best hitting catcher in baseball. uh, It's a decent spot to go. Let's see. I think mine might be Ryan Healy just because of the price. 2,200 on FanDuel in the leadoff spot as a third baseman. It's really hard to beat that. You get the multi-position eligibility on DK as well. A little bit of ownership coming in, but not nearly as much as I would expect. So give me Healy. I like it. I like it. And, you know, pick up a couple uh, extra plate, plate appearances, maybe one plate appearance if he's leading off up at the top of the lineup versus, uh, hitting, you know, six, seven, something like that. So, yeah, that's a spot I like. Well, that'll do it. Do you have anything else you want to add on this slate as a whole, either from the FanDuel perspective or the DK perspective? 
No, I think we hit a lot of the uh, the big marks. I think the uh, big takeaway for today is get different with those uh, SP2s. You know, that's going to be an yeah. ugly pitching slate. So get a little weird with it. Well, there we go, guys. All right, coming up at 3 p.m. Eastern, I will be back with Lafay. We're going to do NBA Live Before Lock. And then at 5 p.m. Eastern, uh, Chris Banks and the boss man Alex Baker will be doing MLB Live Before Lock. 7.30 p.m. Eastern, MMA Strategy Show, Pete the Heat Rogers, Jason Floyd, breaking down this Saturday's UFC card. Tons of content coming out. It's only, it's 12.40 already. I feel like I've done all sorts of stuff today. and I'm not even remotely close to the end of my day. It's exciting. <laughs> I gotta get T. Right. McBee, first show in the books, you and I. Pretty good, good man. Stuff, man. Pretty good. It was fun. It was fun. It was. Jordan, cue up that music. It's time to get out of here. Thank you for joining us. 106 likes. I got what I needed. Nice. Hit it on the way out if you haven't done it already. Best of luck tonight. We'll talk to you again later on. Amplify your career through training and development solutions specifically designed for federal government professionals. From courses to help you attain or retain certification, to individualized coaching services, to programs that hone your leadership skills and business acumen, Management Concepts optimizes your professional development. Online, in person, individually, or groups, it's training that's measurably better. Learn more at managementconcepts.com. That's managementconcepts.com. Join us today during the Jeep Celebration event. Right now, get 20% below MSRP for an average of 15178 under MSRP on the purchase of a 2023 Jeep Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe or Summit 4xe. Not compatible with lease offers or with any other consumer and set of offers. 15178 average based on 20% below average MSRP from all 2023 Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe and Summit 4xe models in dealer stock. Residency restrictions apply. Take retail delivery from dealer stock by 4-1. Jeep is a registered trademark.